Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. But one thing I've learned to ask my kids is what does mommy love? Wow. Talk about a humbling question because they are, they have a front row seat to what it is we treasure. And so they know better than anybody else in the whole world what we value. So if they see a mother who is humbly like looking to God's word for instruction, who loves it, who even if she only is able to read one verse, she reaches for it however she can, whenever she can, that's going to be the most potent lesson on Bible intake that they could ever study. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. And we made it. It's June 1st. Happy, well, for most of us, happy summer. I know some people listening are headed into winter and that's just still so hard for me to wrap my brain around, but um, happy June. Either way, thanks for being here. I am so excited about this summer here on the podcast. We just get to have a weekly date and so many great guests are coming up. So many great topics. I am thrilled and I just love what I get to do. So thanks for hanging out with me here. Now today is a special guest. Some of you may already listen to the Journey Women podcast. So good. But Hunter Belis is with us. And oh my goodness, I just love her heart so much. The longer we talk, the more I just wanted to hang out with her because she inspires me so much. She just really has a heart for encouraging women to know the word of God to know God's love for them, um, and then to pass his word on to their kids. And she has a new book out that's just darling. It's called Read It, See It, Say It, Sing It, Knowing and Loving the Bible. And today in our conversation, Hunter just really encourages us as women uh, to first and foremost spend time in God's word. And then she gives us some really practical ways to talk to our kids about it, to pass it on. And, and if you aren't someone who's spent a lot of time reading the Bible in the past, or maybe you're brand new to Christianity, or maybe you're still just exploring, she has a message for 
everyone. And I just think you're going to love her. So this was a ton of fun for me to get to talk to her. And I hope you love it too. And now before we dive in, I do want to say a big thank you just for all of you who have shared this podcast with your friends. Um, For those of you who have shared screenshots on social media, you know, you can do that really easy. If you're listening on your phone, which most people do, you can just take a screenshot of this podcast and just share it to your stories on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you are. And always tag me at Monica Swanson underscore, and that way I'll see it. And I often share those too, but just thank you. This podcast has like tripled in downloads, a lot of people listening from all over the world. And I know it's thanks to you guys sharing it um, with your friends, your neighbors, the people you talk to. I really appreciate it. I also want to thank you for your ratings and reviews. That's another way that this podcast is found by more people. The more ratings and reviews there are, the more people stumble upon it. And so I want to share a recent review that meant so much to me. This was from Amanda LPC, and she gave the podcast five stars and titled her review, Wonderful Podcast for Boy and Girl. That's kind of cool. She said, I am a mom of three young boys and a counselor to girls, and this is such a great podcast for all moms. Monica gives such practical tips in parenting while pointing us as parents to the Lord and pursuing our own relationship with Him. I especially love the podcasts that cover the chapters in her book. Yay! I have shared her podcast with several friends and learned so much from each one. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and advice with all of us, especially moms with young boys. Amanda LPC. Thank you so much. Friends, when you leave those, they they always make my day. So I'm really encouraged. And even if you just have time to tap on five stars, that is fine with me too. But I just want to thank you so much. And now uh, I'm really excited to get to share this conversation with Hunter Belis with all of you. She's going to introduce herself. You'll learn a little more about her, but I think you're going to feel like you found another new friend. And I'll have a few final words to say at the end. Hey, Hunter, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Monica, I am so excited to get to chat with you. I've been watching you from afar for a while now, and I just want to sit here and interview you. That's going to be the main (laughs) problem with this whole show. Oh, we're going to have a good conversation. We can learn from each other. Absolutely. So much fun. Well, you're used to being behind a mic, but I'll let you go ahead and tell everybody what you do, who you are, where you are, and all the rest. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm used to being behind a mic, particularly for the last five years, but I am not used to being the one who's asked questions. Ah, So it's been a different different. season for me uh, upon publishing my first children's book. That's one thing that I've done in the last year. Um, It's called Read It, See It, Say It, Sing It. And I've had a lot of fun just talking about uh, knowing and loving the Bible and helping our kids Mm -hmm. do the same. Uh, And that is what my day looks like. I'm a homeschooling mom. I have three kiddos, actually four kiddos. And I've mm-hmm. never announced that publicly. Uh, there, are, there are three that are on, on earth right now outside of the womb. And I have one who is in utero and Yay. we're about halfway done with our fourth pregnancy. Um, so I have two girls and a boy, and then this little one is a boy as well. So we mm-hmm. uh, do a lot of learning together at home and that's been really wonderful. And then in the fringe hours, I hop into my closet, which is where I'm at now. <laughs> She's in the uh, closet. <laughs> and I interview uh, men and women, really kind of mentors uh, on different Christian topics, things that I'm personally interested in. 
for a podcast that I've been hosting for five years. It's called Journey Women. And I've really enjoyed uh, having Journey Women as one kind of continuous thing in my life of just abundant transition. We've been a very transient family for the last 10 years. We've moved seven times in 10 years. So uh, we are finally hopefully hoping to plant roots here in Northwest Arkansas. So I am learning how to be what we would call in the military world, a civilian. And Ooh. that is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> wow. That is so cool. And how long have you been married? 10 years. So since you got married, you've yeah, been yeah, married into it. Yay. Yeah. And where, where was home originally for you? Where did you start? Like, where were you raised? I am originally from the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. Right. Yes. And um, my sister just went to Hawaii and she wants to oh, move there from Oklahoma. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun fact, my father is originally from Ponca City, Oklahoma. Oh my goodness. That's right? amazing. I know it is. Wow. And yeah. He grew up there. He went to uh, college at Oklahoma State and then law school at University of Oklahoma. Okay. And they met my mom and ended up up in the Pacific Northwest where I grew up. So Oh wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So I got a little Oklahoma in me somewhere. A little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you can when you've lived in the Pacific Northwest and Hawaii, but yeah. uh, maybe. Right. Okay. And so how old is your oldest daughter? My oldest is seven. All right. So, so you are in the seven, thick of five, it. Three you got four kids, pregnant. seven and under. Yeah. And I mean, I count you're, you're, soon yeah. enough. You'll have four. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. You are a busy woman. Yeah. I, you know, it feels like that, but I feel, and then you tell me this, you have four boys. I mean, yeah. that to me is a mystery because my boy is just, we call him the Bonado. His name is Bo and he just oh. whirls around. Uh -huh. It's just mass chaos. In fact, before I hopped on the podcast, I had to say, no, we don't bring frogs in the house. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, you know, hashtag boy mom right there. Yeah, I feel like it's a whole different world for me or it has been with yes. uh, our little boy. Not, right. It has not been as calm and peaceful mm -hmm. as having the little girls. Um, right. So, yeah, I don't know if I would have started with three boys if I would be having another one. Monica. Right. You're, you're my hero. But right. Well, yeah. we took a big break. We we waited about almost seven years after our third boy. Oh, cool. And then we're like, OK, we got a breath in. Let's let's go for one more thinking Aww. maybe we would get the girl this time. But no, <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the cards. No, uh, that's so all. great. It is. And I, I have nothing to compare it with because I grew up with only brothers. And so I kind of see girls and I watch them and I'm like, wow, what would that be like? So, so true. They like sit and do tea parties. I know. I think it, <laughs> sometimes I dream about it. So I'm hoping for the granddaughters, but real quick journey women, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people listening are familiar, but tell us maybe even how that started. Cause five years ago, there weren't a whole lot of podcasts That's and, true. Um, and kind of what you focus on with that. Absolutely. So as a military spouse, I felt the transiency and I felt the void of older women in my life. Many people don't know this. If you haven't been on a military installation, you would never know. There are not that many older people. And it's because there is a really transient kind of city right outside of a military installation. Usually people do not settle there. And so mm -hmm. even in churches, the demographic tends to be younger because just by nature of the rank structure, there are not that many older people. Never and thought about that. So I interesting. Know. So I had always had a host of mentors and I was 
doing a lot of evangelism on post and seeing some women be interested in the gospel or in spiritual conversation. I would see some women come to faith in Christ, but mm-hmm. due to the transiency, they'd be moving within like a year to, or not even a year. It'd be a week to two weeks to a month. Sure. Yeah. No, a year is like half of our time there. So um, what, what I started to think is, man, I wish I could share this mentor with them, or man, I wish I could share this mentor with them and just kind of encourage them to look to the Bible for answers to the questions that they're having and to plug into a local congregation, but they may not have the confidence to do that. If no one's kind of standing beside them saying, Hey, you might want to go check out a church. Um, but women really need the hope of the gospel in such a dire situation as sending your husband overseas, not knowing, you know, oh, is he going to come back? So anyways, I started to record these conversations with past mentors. If you listen to the beginning of Journey Women, it is all my friends and people that I knew in person and to put them out online. And Monica, it was amazing to see the response of many, many women who are in transient uh, demographics or life circumstances and really just also feel that void of wanting to have an older woman or man kind of speak into uh, their particular circumstance. And so it has really taken off uh, with a number of different people, but we do have a lot of military listeners. We have a ton of pastor's wives who I think pastor's wives often are wanting someone to speak into their life and yet they're speaking into so many others that maybe Mm -hmm. that's not the first thing that happens for them. Um, Missionaries, which can often be alone on the field. So it was just amazing to see the response. And yeah, we we do. We try to encourage women uh, just to place their hope in the gospel and to invest deeply in their local churches as they go out on mission for the glory of God. So it's been a huge encouragement to me being such a transient person. And I am um, the primary recipient, I feel like, of the wisdom. And it's just so fun to get to share it with other people too. Oh, that is so cool. What What a neat vision and how awesome that God's used it and grown it and so good. Well, everyone's going to want to check that out if they haven't before. But so your heart's been for the gospel before you had kids, clearly. Then kids came into the world. And now your heart is really, you're homeschooling. You're wanting to raise kids who know and love the word of God. So tell us kind of how that's grown in you. Oh my goodness. Well, it was mainly birthed out of my own need. I have to tell you that, you know, of course I wanted to be able to teach the Bible to my kids, but as a young mother, I just remember feeling so starved for the word. And I did not know how am I going to eat, proverbially speaking, when I don't have time to sit down and kind of prepare a meal, so to speak, as I used to. And so I just got really scrappy. I mean, and we do that with food, literally. And we also have to figure out how are we going to do that spiritually? Because Matthew 4, 4 says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So just like we need food. We need the nourishment of the word. And I felt that as a young mom. And yet I did not know how am I going to find the time to incorporate this when I have little hands that are always reaching for the crinkly pages of my Bible. So that's really where I started to get really creative about my Bible intake. Um, That was probably eight years ago at this point. And scripture memory became, that was really the beginning of our discipline of scripture memory as a family. And so that's been something that the Lord has used, um, you know, in the context of my parenting uh, from the very beginning. And again, it was all just birthed out of my own need. And I realized, wow, well, if I'm walking to the park and pushing this stroller and reciting and rehearsing whatever passage or verse, I might as well say it out loud because, you know, she hear it. And then I thought, well, 
she's saying the itsy bitsy spider or whatever. So if she can say that, then maybe she could say Genesis 1-1. And we started there and then I began to realize this is a crazy, crazy realization. But I realized, man, she can memorize um, a chapter pretty easily just from us chipping away at it. And then I started to realize I can study the Bible while I'm pushing babies on the swing. If I have, you know, Psalm 121 hidden in my heart, then I can start to ask questions of the text that when I get to sit down, even though it's only going to be for five minutes, I'm able to ask intentional questions of the text and do deeper study. So it's just been this really scrappy way of basically figuring out how to eat. (laughs) Scrappy theology. I love it. Scrappy parenting theology. Yeah. This is so cool. Well, I just love your heart. Like, what a what a hunger and what a special just intentional way of feeding yourself mm. but then recognizing that you know that's that's how kids are fed whatever you're that, eating you're just giving them that a little is so bite true. yeah that's beautiful i love that verse too because that's I, I talk in boy mom as well as, you know, all the time, just that my one thing my husband did, he was in medical school and residency when we were having our first kids, but he would take time anytime he was home at night and just sit on the edge of their bed and mm. just teach them one scripture at a time. And always started with John three sixteen, and then he would move on to man shall not live by bread alone. That, that scripture is just stuck with them. And, you know, we, we just recently were talking, I, I feel like it might've come from somebody's sermon or something, but somebody pointing out how we, if we leave the house and forget to eat a meal, yeah, we don't we go long without, like we'll pull off and find food somewhere because we we're hungry. Yes. But so often if we don't get into the word of God, we can just go through our day and not realize that we're starving ourselves spiritually. Yeah. And, and I, I know moms need grace. I hear from a lot of moms who are like, how, how do you recommend I, continue to read the Bible. I'm so busy. I've got little kids. And yes, there's a lot of grace, but I think that it's for your own good that you find that time. And so what you're saying is really modern day Deuteronomy where God commanded his people to just talk about it throughout the day. You know, when you walk along the street, when you push that stroller, when you're at the park, when you lie down, uh, that is so cool. So we we are like vibing. I I mean, that is the whole (laughs) passage that this, this book that I wrote on scripture memory for kids, um, is based out of the Deuteronomy. I mean, there's, there, it's actually referenced multiple times in Deuteronomy, uh, but Deuteronomy six, four through eight. Yes where it says like you are to teach the commands of the Lord to to your children. And in Deuteronomy four, it talks about how you're to keep them on your hearts and then you're to impart them to your children. So how can we impart something to our children if it's not on our hearts, if we don't know it? And so that's what the beauty of scripture memory is, is exactly what you're talking about. It helps us to keep his words at the forefront of our hearts and minds so that then we can respond as we do all day (laughs) biblically to whatever situation that we're navigating as parents. And so it does take time. I think it does feel intimidating. Um, But like you said, I mean, even just with that one verse, Matthew 4, 4, or Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7, like these are passages that really we can like reference and reflect upon and apply to any number of circumstances and God's word doesn't return void. So people always ask me like, where do you start? You know, I mean, it just yes. feels overwhelming. Where do you start? Yeah, so, so answer that for those listening who are asking that, where do you start? I think you just start, open your Bible and ask the Lord, would you show me where to start? And I think, you know, there's not one particular verse. I mean, none of it 
is going to return void. Like you cannot go wrong here. Uh, But for me, I will say if you're trying to do the whole kind of contextual study, which when I say contextual, what I mean is you're not just pulling out one verse here and there, because Mm -hmm. sometimes that can be problematic when we're trying to just apply a verse out of context to our life. And so if we know what's happening contextually, so in the context of the passage, Mm -hmm. then we can do a better job of applying scripture to our life. So if you're wanting to start, my suggestion is to start with the Psalms. And I say that because the Psalms are meant to be sung. They're the songbook for God's Mm -hmm. people. Super easy to memorize in comparison. Wow, we're memorizing Hebrews 11 right now. Whoa, I don't recommend starting there. Let me just say where I don't recommend. Uh, But Psalm 1 is a great place to start because it's six verses. It's going to encourage you to be in the word because it shows you the contrast between the foolish person and the one who is like planted by streams of waters. Its leaf does not wither, you know, and so it'll really encourage your heart to continue to dwell with God in his word as you reflect on it. And then you're also going to be prompted to praise. There's so many different Psalms that we've memorized together as a family, and all of them have been so beneficial for prayer and for praise. And just organic stuff, you know, like what you're talking about when you sit, when you rise, when you walk by the way, like we're able to look up to the heavens and say, wow, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day. You know, you can just keep going. And so um, I think it's wonderful because you get to teach your children uh, the language of scripture. And that's that's what it's to be. What's on our hearts, right? Like Matthew also talked about, like, um, the out of the heart, the mouth speaks. I was just right? thinking that exact verse. <laughs> and, and I think that's the beauty of it as moms, even if you are new to this or or just starting slowly, if you do find scripture and, and you just spend a few minutes meditating on it, there's there's no way it's not going to come out somewhere if you're thinking about it. And you're going to yes. find, ask God for an opportunity to pass that on to your kids and, yes. and to bring that up. And I think it, it's just beautiful when you catch yourself saying something and you're like, wow, that just kind of flowed out of me. And then that inspires you to continue to meditate on his word and, and kids pick it up so quickly. Right. You're going to be meditating on something, right? You're going to be meditating Absolutely. on something you saw on social media, something in the news, what you need to do tomorrow. You're going to be thinking about something. And so why don't you, you know, Romans 12, like, why don't you um, reflect on the truths of God's word and refresh your mind and your heart with what you know to be true? Um, And then then you're able to do the same for others, which is what we all want to do. But for some reason, we don't think that there's a connection between what we're dwelling on and what we're what we're imparting to others. And once I realize that connection, um, then I'm able to really uh, prayerfully and humbly discern what's on my heart. Because I'm able to say, hmm, what's been coming out? You know, that's a great barometer for what is on my heart today. And every day for me, every day, it's a reset. It's it's a remembrance of, oh, man, I need to be keeping the words of the Lord on my heart. And and so I have to reset multiple times a day because I am so prone to drifting. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's the beauty of God's word. It's such an anchor for us and it will he will hold us fast. And he does that, I think, through us dwelling on his word. So good. Okay, friends, hope you're enjoying this conversation. And I want to pause real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, which is the biggest story Bible storybook by Crossway Books. And I've talked about this book before, but I'm just going to tell you, if you haven't seen this book yet, please run over to show notes and have a look at some of my images. 
It is just the most beautifully illustrated book and it's so well written. We love it. My husband has seriously sat around and just read it for himself, though it's meant for kids. It's just really well written and the illustrations on every single page are stunning. Uh, This book has stories beginning in Genesis and ending in Revelation. Uh, Kevin DeYoung is the author and it's really the unified story of scripture and there's 104 easy to read Bible stories. You are going to love this. And next week in my Wednesday morning email to subscribers, we're going to be giving away 10 copies of this book. That's right. Crossway is offering 10 copies of this big, beautiful book to 10 of you. So if you're not on my email list yet, be sure to go to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe, get your little name on that list. And then when I send out my email, you will have a chance to reply and your name will put be put in a drawing. 10 of you are going to win a copy of this gorgeous book. Um, If you want to have a look at it, definitely visit crossway.org forward slash plus, and you can get a copy there. You're going to want more than one. You're going to want a copy for your own family and have a couple on hand to give away. Again, you can visit crossway.org forward slash plus, and you can even see there where you can get 30% off of the biggest story Bible storybook. But check out the show notes. There'll be more over there. And now let's Let's get back to this great conversation. Okay, so you mentioned psalms, and you mentioned how easy it is to sing psalms, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about your book. Are you are you a singer? Like, were, did you grow up singing, or where did like, I did grow up in choir? Um, okay. My mom was a classically trained opera singer, and my oh, sister wow. is incredibly wonderful as well. She could totally what? win the voice. So I was what? the worst singer in my family, is what I'm trying to say. And, and yeah, the Lord. That's relative. Yeah, it's relative. In His kindness, the Lord has seen fit for me to also sing uh, in church on Sundays on stage. So I do sing. It's not okay. you know something I'm proud of. It's not in my top ten gifts. But um, I do love to sing. Okay. Um, so it may be more of a joyful noise to some. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you, so this probably came fairly natural for you to go, I want to put some music to yeah. these psalms. I, l- let's make it yeah. a little catchier. I do. Because- I play music. And so it, my, my beats are like, you know, there, it's more of a beat than a song. So okay. for me, I can do beats. I can do beats. I, I can't sing. Let me, think. Let me think. What do we have? Um, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. That's how we memorize together as a family. Not everybody has to do that, but we do share them on Instagram so that those of you who are not musically inclined can pick up on the beat because I will say it has been incredibly helpful for memorization in long form. So yes. Yeah. Okay. It's really been awesome. fun. We're going to, we're going to send everyone to your Instagram if they can <laughs> learn some new skills, put yeah. it to a beat. I love it's that. It's been really, really fun. But yeah. And Johnny Erickson Tata, she's great with scripture marrying for song. There's so many wonderful spiritual helps when it comes to singing, but I have to say that the intention behind the idea and the concept of sing it isn't, necessarily to sing it though I think it's such a helpful way for us to keep it Mm -hmm. on our hearts Um, it's more so that we our lives are to sing and Mm -hmm. testify to the grace of God in our life and so like our very lives ought to be like a song I mean I think there's something that says like, this is my life song or, you know, like yes. our, our, vo- our voices, yes, are going to be lifted to the Lord in song, but more than that, our lives need to be like a song testifying mm-hmm. to his grace. And so it's this idea of like, uh, you know, our understanding of who God is through his word, right? 
Like yeah. the more we grow in that, the more our lives are going to sing um, yeah. of who yeah. he is. Right. And so that's the, that's the concept of sing it though. I do also practically love to sing scripture. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, my boys like um, street, street lights. Yeah. I think it's called. It's yeah. So cool. And yeah, my, I know my 11 year old uh, who is about to turn 12. So I should just start calling him 12 year old. Um, he just went on a road trip with my 22 year old. So the two of them got to do a little road trip, camping trip together. And he came back and he's like, mom, every day we were listening to this. And he's like, it just listening to scripture, just on the Bible app, isn't totally getting me excited, but this, this gets yeah. me excited. And that so I so love cool. that. Yeah. yeah. Shylin, for those who have younger kids, he has a lot of just kind of raps and things like that. If you're into the rap, say that, say that one again. Shai Lynn, it's Blair okay. Lynn's husband. She's a buddy of mine. He has one called Jesus Kids. And my okay. kids just memorized the books of the Bible uh, with his rap. It's, I think it's called You Gotta Know the Books. Um, but there's so many fun things so out fun. there for all different genres of music. I mean, you can find people who are a little bit more kind of classically inclined. And then you can find people like Randall Goodgame who are just slugs and bugs, just silly as all get out. And I, I can't tell you how many songs I have memorized as a result of Randall Good Game. So awesome. <laughs> okay, really I'm going to put fun. you on the spot here. I hate to do this, but would you help me come up with a little list that I could put in show notes for people? Yeah, who are I have so interested? many. This oh. is just crazy how many you can and you got to get down into the translations then and all this. So it's really cool. And that I hope that's an encouragement to moms who feel like, man, I can't do this. Yeah. You know what? You can turn it on on Spotify. Like it's yes. really like easy to get scripture in. The question is, how am I going to get scripture into me and my mm, kids? And yeah. so I think there's just so many different ways. We have an abundance of riches, like you talked about. I mean, you can use the Dwell app, you can use Streetlights, you can use Spotify, you can use all these different helps um, to do that if you don't feel like you can do that all by yourself. Awesome. But like you mentioned in there, the key is we need to get it in us first yes. Yes. because it, it will be out of the overflow of our hearts. There's no way. I mean, I, I, have so many people reach out and I'm sure you do too. And, and no shame on anyone. Cause I appreciate the intention, but they'll say, I want my kids to be in the word. What, what should I do for them? I want to, I want my kids to, you know, get plugged in. And I'm like, yeah, it's got to start with you because that's yeah. going to be more powerful than handing them a book or a Bible or a devotional or anything else. So one thousand percent. I mean, for me, I have been asking and this is hard. I just I say this with so much humility because, again, every day, every day I have to reset. I am so prone to wander. So just hear me say I'm also with you doing this practice. But one thing I've learned to ask my kids is what does mommy love? Wow. Talk about a humbling question because they are they have a front row seat to what it is we treasure. And so they know better than anybody else in the whole world what we value. So if they see a mother who is humbly like looking to God's word for instruction, who loves it, who even if she only is able to read one verse, she reaches for it however she can, whenever she can, that's going to be the most potent lesson on Bible intake that they could ever study. So um, I think that, you know, for me, drop the mic right there. Like that's, that's, <laughs> we could all just take a moment of silence to consider like, do I dare ask my kids that question? Oh. You know, just got some new tennis shoes that they know I loved. Um, let's what see. am I talking about? What am I, yeah. what am I thinking about? What, you know, what, am, what are we doing? Um, and those wow. are all, that's a great barometer for oh what, what have we been prioritizing in our home? 
um, wow. where my kids know I'm going to prioritize no matter what. And it may be coffee, maybe on the list. I got to tell you, that's happened to me before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm sure <laughs> it's on mine for sure. Wow. Okay, you're you're giving me some good healthy conviction here. So, <laughs> well, before we close, I want to transition, and I wish that I I keep saying I want to make this podcast into a video podcast as well, because times like these, I just want to hold up this book. It, I just love the illustrations. You, you might be able to shout out your illustrator, but yeah. read it, see it, say it, sing it, knowing and loving the Bible. And, you yeah. know, there's so many great children's books out there, Christian children's books, but what I love, and I told Hunter, I get a lot of people re- asking, you know, to be on the podcast because they want to share their mm-hmm. children's books. And there's so many good ones. But what I love about this is the heart of it is about knowing and loving the Bible. And and that starts with us as parents. But um, this book really points to just the goodness of God's word. (laughs) And so... I don't know. Do you, if you've got a copy in front of you, Hunter, maybe I, do. I, I asked I do. her if maybe she would just read us a little section. This just is such a fun. first for me. Wet, I'm, I'm wetting I'm, I'm everyone's it. appetite. Yeah, no. And, and let me just say before I start, that was why I really wanted mothers and children alike to remember why do we memorize God's word? Because I think a lot of times we just know this is one thing that we need to be doing, right? Or we feel like here's another thing to add to my spiritual to-do list, if you will. Uh, But I wanted mothers, fathers, whoever, caretakers to walk away with their heart refreshed to remember our deep need uh, for Christ, really, and how the Bible brings us to Christ. That's the beauty of the word. So I'm going to read you a portion um, that just kind of pinnacles with the gospel. Here it is. But who is the hero of this special story? It's God's son named Jesus. He shows us God's glory. The Bible's whole message beginning to end is Jesus can save us from death and from sin. What sin you may ask, it's a heart gone astray. It's ignoring God's word, his will and his way. But God forgives us when we turn from our sin because Jesus lived, died, and then rose again. So what our hearts to be refreshed by the gospel. Well, where do we find the gospel? The gospel is in the very word of God. And 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 oh, can I just say this? When we come to the Bible, we are coming to a person. Every one of those words took on hands and feet. So you want to know Jesus more? You want to dwell with Jesus? You want to be planted by streams of water so that your leaves do not wither? Like mm-hmm. you got to be in God's word. And yeah. he's going to nourish you through it. And you're going to be refreshed by spending time with the one who has brought you from death to life, who's made your dead heart alive. Mm. So we need to be reflecting on that because we desperately need uh, we need, I, I don't know about you. I feel dead about a hundred times a day. I just, mm-hmm. I think it's a season that I'm in, you know, I, w- I wake up. And, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's Romans eight eleven. man. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells, right. in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to yes. your mortal bodies oh, through his spirit awesome. who dwells in you. And we're to dwell in spirit and in truth. And where do mm-hmm. we find truth mm-hmm. in the word? Oh, beautiful. Again, let's just, you're just dropping that mic left and right. So read it, see it. Tell us what that means. Tell us about just the structure of the book here, because I think it's super cool. Such a creative approach and something that is so practical and um, helpful for parents who want their kids to grow to love God's word. 
Yeah. Well, you said it so well at the beginning. I mean, it really is that Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7 passage. So go read that. That's better than anything I could ever say. But um, we're thinking through, how do we get the Bible in front of us, right? So the read it component is obvious. We need to be regularly intaking the truths of God's word through Bible study and regular reading of the text. See it. I think for mothers, especially if you're forgetful like me, wow. My kids, that's one thing my kids do say about me. Like, we we know mommy's not going to remember. My oldest, she's like a database of information. And I swear half of it is because she know mom is going to forget. <laughs> she's like, we have piano today, mom. And I'm like, I thank you. I did forget. Um, so see it is setting reminders before our mm-hmm. eyes. Certainly for me, if I do not have a notification pop up on my phone, if I do not have a stick note oh, yeah. on the door, I am not going to remember. And so... And that's Deuteronomy too, right? As well, not too, exactly. but exactly well. like yes. like frontlets before your eyes on our forehead. We, yes, yep, <laughs> on our forehead. I mean, I need it. How are we going to set things before our eyes that will cause us simply to remember mm. to be reflecting on the truths of Scripture? So it may be a Bible open on the counter. It may be like a note card stuck on your you know dashboard of your car. It may be any number of things. Everyone's is going to be different. That's why for me, I'm like so pro. This is not. Some people have said, like, there's not as a lot practical instruction in this. And I'm like, well, it's because I want women to walk away from this and men, whoever reads it, to feel freed up to put into practice whatever it is that works for them. Because we need to be thinking, what are the biblical principles that drive our practice? So this is all going to be driving you back to the word, like in every possible way where there's little scriptures written throughout the book, just Get to the word and allow that to inform your practice. So it may look like a sticky note. It may look like a Bible out on your counter. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you creativity to consider, how can I get the word into me by reading, seeing, saying, and singing? Saying it is um, just rehearsing the truths of Scripture over and over. We're to, there to be on our lips. And the more we study the Bible, the more we memorize God's word, the more they're going to really become like our language. It's going to be on our tongue. Um as it's on our hearts. And so, um, and then sing it, our lives, our very lives ought to sing of his praises. So that's kind of the method that, that we use. I hope it's usable for anybody. I hope it's good for boys, girls, whoever it is, uh, old people, young people, et cetera. It's certainly been great for us. And I think, um, I've seen it be really powerful in the lives of other people by God's grace. hundred percent. Yes, I love it. You've done a beautiful job. And from, you know, the boys that I have who are now somehow three official adults, I can tell you that yes. the, the work we did in those early years, mm. just spending time in the word, memorizing chunks of scripture, yes, singing it in the car. You know, back then we didn't have all these apps and, and <laughs> different things. Get the CDs out. We had CDs that had, yeah. you know, and, and those are those are the scriptures that really stuck with them and that they to this day know and practice and come back to them when they don't have mom and dad right there and they don't yeah. have the comforts of home, but they do have the comforts of God's word and his presence. So mm. um, this is, the, if people can just get their hands on this and get it in their heart and understand how important it is in this world we live in today, you know, I've just really had a broken heart for so many people who have reached out recently, just talking about things that are happening in their kids' lives because of the cultural pressures that are mm. out there. And I just think if we don't have God's word hidden in our heart, we are so 
vulnerable, so just open to the enemy's attack. We have yeah. to know what God says. We have to know what is truth and what is not truth. And so, uh, this is this is gold. So, oh, thank you. thank you. And I hope for any mom who just feels like, man, I missed the boat, or man, I don't even know mm-hmm. what God's word says. I want to be instructing my kids who are, you know, just like you said, bumping and clunking through the reality, the harsh reality mm-hmm. of the world. I think one of the most wonderful things we can show them is just a mother or father, whoever it is, reaching for the word for answers. And that was exactly why I started Journeyman all those years ago. Let's just teach people, here's how we go to the word. And so it may be that you are going to the word to find the answer, like, and you do not know it. But mm-hmm. you go to the word with your child and humbly mm-hmm. ask questions of the text. And let yep. me tell you, there's no better Bible student. You're not going to be making any inferences there. You just go to the text, ask questions of the text, and yep. dig into the word together. And I promise you, it'll be such a beneficial and rich time. So you haven't missed the boat. You're listening to this all the way through 30 minutes today. So I think, I think this is a nudge from the Holy Spirit that you need. Pick up your totally. Bible. So good. <laughs> and, and I'll add to that, I, I encourage parents, especially if your kids are a little bit older, to just be real honest about that. If if it's been Mm -hmm. months or years since you've opened a Bible, if you haven't memorized a scripture, if you can't think of one scripture off the top of your head, tell your kids, own that. That's okay. Yeah. They, they already know you're not perfect. There's there's the thing. Maybe for a couple of years when they're little, they think you're perfect, but they hit a certain age, they know better than anyone. And so if you <laughs> just say, listen, I, I've realized like this is an area I want to do better. They are That, that teaches them yeah. more than anything else to just see mm-hmm. you walk through that and to say it and own it. And then to invite them along on that journey of saying, let's learn God's word together and watch me grow. And then and then mean it, you know, really do it, say it and mean it. And nothing can encourage your kids more. Well, Hunter, thank you so much. Um, if people want to find you and your Instagram and all your other places and get this book, tell us where they can do that. You can just find me at Hunter Belis on Instagram. That's where I do most of my personal stuff. And if you want to find Journey Women, it's at Journey Women Podcast, or we have websites, uh, journeywomenpodcast.com and hunterbelis.com. Right on. And I'll link to all those in show notes. Well, it has been such a joy. I'm so fired up right now. I'm going to just I know. We could talk for like two more hours at least. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to your audience today. I'm really excited to continue learning from you at a distance. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm excited about everything you're doing and I know there's a lot more to come. So God bless you and aloha. Okay, friends, thank you so much for being here. I hope you're kind of fired up like I am after listening to Hunter's Heart. I just adore her and am so excited about her children's book. Please find a link to her book and to find and follow her in show notes. Your kids are going to love this one. My whole family loved it. Um, So thanks for being here. Let's have an amazing month of June together. The next few weeks are going to just be so special. The interviews coming up are going to really bless you. So come back every week. And thanks for continuing to spread the word about the Boy Mom Podcast. Okay, guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. 